Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music. Interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. It's getting nice and heavy. Now, welcome our hosts, John the Vernomatic Verno and Metal Forever Mark. Good evening, everybody. I'm the Vernomatic, and welcome to this week's show. As always, Thursday night's new content drops. Visit the MetalMayhemROC.com website. There you'll find direct links to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, however you get your podcasting content. Do us a favor, download some past shows, leave a review, subscribe, sign up for our email mailing list. There you'll receive weekly updates on new shows, merch, promos, and free giveaways. Tonight's show, we're doing a recap of the Rockin' Pod Expo that I attended last weekend down in Nashville. Now, what this is, it's a expo with uh, podcasters and internet broadcasters. They had, you know, uh, rock celebrities down there, musicians, comedians, authors. It was it was a cool as hell event. I met ThatMetalStation.com crew down there, Mike Tyler, Big Bushy, OCD. These are all jocks on the station, as well as some friends of the station. There's like five or six of us there, and uh, it was just a great time. Tonight, what we're going to do, I'm going to have Mike Tyler on in a few minutes. He's going to lend his commentary on the weekend. But before I hear from Mike... I'm going to start things off with a interview I did with Don Jameson, you know, from that metal show from uh, VH1, Eddie Trunk and uh, Jim Florentine. Well, I had a chance to catch up with them and we shot the shit for about three or four minutes. So let's start things off. This is the Vernomatic with Don Jameson. And then I'll be back with Mike Tyler and then more interviews. As always, thanks for the support. Enjoy the show. Hey, this is the Vernomatic Rock and Pod Nashville 2021. I have Don Jameson here. Don, I had a hey. chance to... Hey, what's up, man? Hey. Had a chance to uh, see you at the Montage Music Hall in Rochester, New York for one wow. of those uh, uh, meet and greets, you, Eddie, and um, uh, Florentine. Listen, I want to... Yeah, this is where I'm going with this. I had a chance to sit down with Florentine when he was in town. Dude's an ass. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, he's fucking great. He's, he's great. Best, yeah. Three quick questions. One, he gave us his Mount Rushmore of metal bands. What's yours? Well, the creators, Black Sabbath. Okay. Right? How many heads are on that? Four. Thing. Okay, four. So, all right, so it's got to be, all right, so Sabbath. Um, you got to put, listen, just for Eddie alone, you got to put Van Halen up yeah. there. Um, I would, I, I mean, I would put, um, you got to put, I think you got to put Hendrix up there. Okay, okay. Innovator. Metal, not metal. Heavy, he's, heavy he's guitar Rushmore. music. Yep, yep, Rushmore. And, um, and then the other innovator, you know, another guy who left us way too soon. I put Pantera up there, man. Dimebag Daryl recreated uh, that heavy metal guitar sound, man. Great segue because we asked um, Florentine a metal confession. He gave us the night he spent in Dallas hanging out with the Pantera guys. 
What's your metal confession out of all the road tales? Metal confession? Like, uh... Well, I tour with a lot of these bands, so I know a lot of stuff that other people don't know. But um, listen, most of the stuff with with Dime and Vinny, uh, which, man, I miss those guys every day. A lot of it I don't remember, but... But whenever we came to Dallas, man, those guys were hardcore comedy fans. Yep. They used to come see us, and we go to their strip club afterwards and uh, and just hang out all night. And we go straight to the airport from there. But the, the one time I remember the best, um, and Jim Jim will only barely remember it because uh, he caught the wrath of the Jägermeister shots. That's where he was going. Oh, did he, did he tell you the whole oh, story? Oh, this is a great story. Oh, okay. No, then I won't repeat it, but... Okay. But yeah, but Jim, Jim, Jim got caught up in the uh, black tooth grin shots. That's it. And then, um, and and then Jaeger as well. So um, there was one shot left. Dime gives him the shot. He goes, Florentine, you have the last one. Now Jim, you know, played um, special ed on Crank Anchors, uh-huh. which was the yeah, I remember it. I know it's not politically correct, but the retarded puppet, okay. and with the eyes bulging yeah. out, he looked like the puppet that night. Yeah, because he was so hammered, his eyes are like hanging out of the socket. And he couldn't drink the Jaeger, which I don't blame. So he hid it behind a bunch of beer cans while Dime and Vinny were talking, while they were distracted. They get done talking, and Dime just starts sniffing. Florentine, where's that shot I gave you? He goes, I did it, Dime. He goes, no, you didn't. I could smell it. It's in the room. Did he find it? He finds it behind a bunch of Coors Light cans. And he goes, why didn't you drink this? And he goes, uh, I didn't want to drink alone. And without missing a beat, Dimebag goes, George Thorogood drank alone. <laughs> That's excellent, man. That's Dime logic right there, man. Thanks that- for your time, man. Thank you, brother. You do a good job. Appreciate your you effort. Well. Thank you. So we have on the line from his metal coven in Illinois. From ThatMetalStation.com and my brother in metal, Mike Tyler. Hey, Mike, welcome back to the show. Hey, 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 all right, man. Uh, what's up, Vernon Malik? How you doing, brother? Just uh, catching my breath after uh, Nashville Rockin' Pod 2021. Oh, I'm, I'm saying, man. Oh, man. And I didn't even stay as long as you guys. I, f- I flew in Friday and I flew out Sunday morning. The expo, the meat and the potatoes of it was... Uh, Friday night, all day Saturday, and then some select events on Sunday off-premises. So I have the Metal Mayhem ROC podcast. Mike and Bushy from ThatMetalStation.com. They're both DJs there. Mike's co-owner of That Metal Station. They have their own podcast called uh, The Plug Podcast. The Plug, uh, music and more. Uh, My good uh co-host uh bushy always you know wants to emphasize that because we don't always talk about music i'm like yeah but we do most of the time (laughs) so basically um what we attended was the nashville rock and pod expo mike uh tell us a little bit about the history of this because you're a little more familiar with it and oh yeah just uh, yeah sure get us up to speed on it Basically, the Rock and Pod Expo was created by an individual named Chris Zinzak. It started in 2017. Chris Zinzak, of course, is one of the co-hosts of the Decibel Geek podcast, which has gotten big enough to where they got picked up by the Pantheon Podcast Network. 
his co-host uh, Aaron Camaro also helps him out with it. Uh, they are two natives of Nashville, Tennessee, and they just came up with the idea, wouldn't it be kind of cool if we could come up with some kind of a convention and expo for people in the podcasting and internet radio? And that's basically how it got started. I didn't get to attend the first year. The following year, I went in 2018 and, and had an absolute blast. They've had it in 2017, 2018, 2019. I, I missed 2019, unfortunately, as well. And of course, last year, we didn't have it with all this COVID craziness. But uh, as you can attest, you were there. Um, it's a total blast. And uh, it's just really cool because you get to network with a lot of different people. You know, you meet a lot. You know, there's there's legacy musicians. There's even new bands and new artists you get to meet. There's fellow podcasters. And I mean, and, and what was really cool for me uh, the first time I went was meeting people whose voices I knew but I had never met face to face. And uh, this year was really special for me because there were so many of us from that metal station that got to be a part of it. And I, you know, some of them obviously I knew, and I had met before, like I knew, you know, Dr. Fuck, you know, Ralph Ian. Yep. He does a show for us. And I got to meet my, my podcasting partner, Bushy for the first time. It was just, I don't want to use the word, I don't want to sound cheesy, but it was like magical almost, man. I mean, the whole weekend was just great. And like I said, I got to meet, I got to meet you, you know, which, you know, you, you reached out to us because you've been doing this podcast for a while. And then you, you liked what we were doing at TMS and you wanted to be a part of that. And so, you know, you're part of the TMS family because you do a live version of this very podcast for us, you know. You, you know, you were, I think, looking for somebody and you found us and you sought us out. You liked what we were doing. And when I'm like, oh, you're a podcaster. Well, let me check your show out, which, by the way, the, the podcast, your podcast is amazing, let alone your live show. I don't really get to get in the chat room when you're on the air, mm-hmm. but I do listen to you, man. And you put on a hell of a show. And that's what was cool is like just to finally get to meet you. You mm-hmm. know, and then, of course, you know, I even brought in some of the. Uh, people that I've brought to the station that I know personally, like, like my co-host, you know, Bill Doferildo, yeah. also known as Bill Roseberry. You know, I brought him along. I brought another DJ uh, that was, a, it was originally a friend of Bill's. I met him through Bill, Jason White, also known as OCD, OCD. who does a show for that metal station as well. Uh, but what was really cool about this is just on the, for, for me this year, the flip side of it was, being there as a podcaster, it was a different experience. You know, I'm not saying it was better or worse. In fact, they were both equally awesome. I had a great time in 2018. I had a great time this time. And it was just really cool um, doing interviews and kind of learning because I've done a few interviews, but nothing on the level of a guy like you. And watching you do your thing was pretty cool, may I add. You were a huge help, man, which I did truly, truly appreciate, man. Oh, well, one, you're welcome. And two, you know, I I'm big on vision. So when I mm-hmm. so when I'm going to do something like this, I visualize how it's going to happen. Late night Friday night, I did a walk around the whole layout. So mm-hmm. I had a chance to see the conference room how it was, how it was set up. Mm-hmm. I got a feel for what this convention was going to be like and 
you know, it was a lot different when it when it went down on Saturday. There was a lot of activity going on in that room, man. But um, but what was really cool about it is, and I'm sure you feel the same way. There was a lot of energy there. You know what I mean, Verno? A lot of energy. Great observation. It, there was there was there was a buzz in the the. Um, Continue your thought, but I have a comment on that, too. Yeah, I mean, just a lot of great energy, good vibes, cool people, man. Like, almost everybody I interviewed, whether it was with Bushy or with you, were awesome. Um, Just really cool people. And one of the things that I wasn't expecting, though, is, you know, because with me and Bushy, of course, we had the platinum package, as you know. So we, we had a list of the people that we had to interview. And the way they did it this year. Oh, excuse me. The way they did it this year is they had a, a lottery system. And I guess they did that just to make it fair for everyone. And we got some pretty great interviews. But what was really surprising to me and I didn't expect was when there was people approaching our table, you know, saying, hey, do you have time to do an interview with this person or that person? And which was really cool, you know, like I was not expecting it at all. So I ended up doing a lot more interviews than I thought I was going to, you know. Yeah, uh, we're going to touch on that in a second, but just give you a quick rundown of uh, some of the the people uh, that were here this year. Billy Sheehan, Don Jameson, the Appease Brothers, Carmen and Vinny, Ron Keel, Greg Bissonette from the David Lee Roth solo band, Pamela DeBars, she's a famous groupie from back in the day. Um, there was, I mean, dude, there were so many people there. Um, you had Mark Goodman, you had Matt Penfield, you had Ricky Rackman from, you know, the old MTV and VJs. Uh, I mean, you had, uh, you mentioned Greg Bissonette um, and, and new bands too. It wasn't just Legacy X, like Native Sons, Steel City. Um, Saving you know. Abel. Yeah, just really. Uh, who else, man? Uh, and some of my interviews, and, and I know I know you got to interview a few people too. But like, I had Native Sons, Martin Montick of Accept. Uh, mm-hmm. He's the newer bass player of Accept. He was on the last album, and he was a really nice guy. And he he's had a lot of solo projects and jammed with. Like he was in the Uli John Roth band for a while, and you know, uh, quite the seasoned musician. Um, Don Jameson, Craig Gass, you interviewed him with me, which yeah. was a blast. Yeah, the ca- comedians. Um... Um, another great interview, and I was kind of like, oh, man, I don't know a lot about this guy, and, but he was really cool. And uh, Jack Gibson from Exodus, man, that was a great interview. I was really happy to have, you know, I mean, I'm a huge, huge thrash metal uh, freak, and, and Ricky Rackman was cool, too. Now, some offshoot interviews that Mike and I did uh... – we interviewed the uh, Iron Maiden tribute band. Yeah, um, that was the guy. The guy for that, I think his name was. Uh, I just had his card. Right yeah, Chris. Um, I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Power Slave. Well, uh, in in tonight's show, I put together. Uh, I edited down that interview. Yeah. So Chris uh, Dunnett, he gave me his card. Yep. Chris Dunnett. Yeah, and he um, he was really cool. Kevin B. Klein. Um, you know, the musician that did the album, they call it rock and roll, real nice guy. Uh, we interviewed him. He was uh, really cool. Yeah, he, he was, uh, I, I re-interviewed him, uh, this afternoon for, oh, did you? Yeah, for this taping because we lost the audio. And, um, so I, I have a new interview with Kevin. Um, okay. I was able to get Greg Renoff, the author of the Van Halen books, 
Van Halen Rising and the Ted Templeman book. Now, oh, nice. Yeah, I don't know if you're that familiar with Greg Renoff, Mike, but I've heard of him. I've never read his books, but I, it's one of those things that's on my to do list because I do like to read a lot of rock and metal biographies. So I, it's definitely something that's on my list. But you re, you interviewed him too. Yeah. Cool. Well, these are um, these books are the holy grail. They are they they are fantastic. I um I hustled my own little interviews because, again, you know I uh, was part of the TMS crew, and like when Mike was talking about this was magic, it really was because we uh, we went with it, and I think we made an impression. I really do. Oh, I definitely did too, man. I mean, one of my obviously proudest moments is when we had the banner that Bushy made and we got everybody that's, you know, related to the TMS, you know, standing there. I mean, I was proud of that. And, and, and just, just, you know, and, and I, I got to admit, man, just seeing you watch you do your thing, dude, was awesome. You know, I was just like, I'm staying, you know, like, you know, you're very, very good at what you do. And it was just kind of cool to sit there and watch you do what you do. Well, Mike, I, I, I appreciate that. Seriously, man, you're really good. Like I was sitting there and, and, and I joked with Bushy because sometimes I get a little um, long winded, you know? And when I was talking, when, when we were talking to Brandon cook and we were talking about our favorite guitarists and stuff. And, and I liked how you, you, you kind of looked at me and you said, well, um, what's Brandon cook. You know, that's, you said, all right, you guys talked about your influences. What brand, What's Brandon Cook doing now? And I thought to myself, oh, you know, I liked how you did that because it was like, okay, man, we've been talking here for a while. We need to get it back on topic of inter- the interview. And, of course, that was Brandon Cook. And that was just a really cool, like, I was like, oh, nice. Because, like I said, I'm still kind of learning. <laughs> Mike Tyler, ThatMetalStation.com. Mike, don't ever minimize your contribution to that metal station or your podcast, the the plug podcast. Those are some kind words, and I appreciate it. And it was. It was nice for the TMS crew to get together in person. I had a chance to finally meet Mike and Big Bushy and OCD and uh, Bildo. These are all guys that help uh, contribute to the continuity and success of that metal station.com. So we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, I'm going to be playing some clips from some of the interviews we conducted down there in Nashville this past weekend. I'm the Vernomatic. You're listening to metal mayhem. ROC. Hey friends of the metal mayhem. ROC podcast. Vernomatic here inviting you to get those horns up and to join us live Monday night, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time for Metal Mayhem ROC Live. We crack the vaults open and play the best of the metal from the last 50 years. Get in a chat room, meet other bangers from around the world, send me a request and I'll get it on for you. That's Metal Mayhem ROC Live with me, the Vernomatic. Monday nights, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time on netmetalstation.com. All right, welcome back. So let's get into this. This first clip I'm going to play, it's a quick one. It's with Greg Renoff. Again, Greg is the author that did the Van Halen Rising book and the Ted Templeman book. 
Ted Templeman's the producer that did the classic six Van Halen albums. Greg's a cool guy. We had him on the show last year, last summer, when the Templeman book came out. So the the scene behind this one is um, I ran into him. I sent him an email before the event. He said, sure, he'd love to get together. And I was able to corner him for a minute and ask him a few questions. So here's Greg Runoff. This is the Vernomatic. We're here live, Nashville, Tennessee, Rockin' Pod 2021. I'm sitting here with Greg Renoff from Van Halen Rising and the Ted Templeman book. Greg, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Uh, three quick questions. Thank you for taking the time. Since uh, Eddie's passing a year ago, how has your involvement being the, quote, Van Halen author expert changed? Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a lot more interest in Eddie's uh legacy in his whole career so it's been uh a lot of uh for me a lot i did a lot of interviews especially after he immediately passed and wrote some articles and were interviewed for articles and um but you know i think just more in general it's you know it's it's a uh, kind of for example like a lot of the stuff about you know oh uh the dave and eddie fuse or the sammy and eddie feuds kind of seem kind of pointless to talk about now it's like a lot more about honoring the legacy of of this greatest guitarist of all time uh, Van Halen, the Templeman book in the Van Halen Rising. Have you, in your wildest dreams, would you ever thought you would reach this quote expert status and sort of celebrityism? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just for me the 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 thing is that I I got to, for example, write the book with Ted Templeman, where I grew up, you know, looking for albums that Ted produced. So I had done with Mirrors by Aerosmith or you know Behind the Sun, Eric Clapton, and of course all the Van Halen records. And so it's just a dream come true. So that was great. Yeah. And one last question. Now, the trilogy is the Van Halen Rising, the Templeman, and the Noel Monk book. Uh, the question I have for you, and I've always wondered to myself, has anyone ever really called out Noel and was able to fact check a lot of those stories? That's what I've always wondered to myself. Like, how much of that do you think is true, or is it just his side of things? Well, you know, when anyone writes a book, I mean, they're going to rely on their memory, right? And that's one of the things that's sort of a, a uh, that's what a memoir is. He wrote a memoir, so it's based on his memory. And so, you know, I would leave it to other people to sort of go through any book like that. I, you know, I, uh, I checked the book out. I had uh, moments that I liked, moments I didn't like as much. It's kind of a kind of a, in some ways, kind of a sad story to read, an old story. But um, you know, more power to him. We need more Van Halen books in the world. Greg Randolph, thank you, and we look forward to maybe ca catching up with you this fall. Hey, pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay. Greg's a totally cool guy. If you haven't read those books, I suggest uh, getting the Audible version. It's a lot easier than reading them. All right, this next clip is an interview that Metal Mike and I did with uh, Craig Gass. He's, uh, he's a comedian. He's been on the Howard Stern Show. He does impersonations, voice impersonations, Family Guy, American Dad. Um, he actually auditioned to be Jackie Martling's replacement on the Howard Stern Show, and he ended up coming in second. So uh, Howard's kept them around. Uh, so here's uh, Craig Gass, Rockin' Pod 2021. All right, man. This is Metal Mike from the Plug Podcast and MattMetalStation.com. And today we have at the Rock and Pod Expo 2021, comedian Craig Gass. How you doing, Craig? I am doing good, gentlemen. How are you? Having a fucking blast, man. This has been great, man. Right a little on. hot in here, a little congested. But it is a little that, congested. We're yeah. all going to be dead from COVID within an hour. Yeah, but, uh, I'm, I'm thinking so, you know dude. What? Let's uh, let's enjoy a Coca-Cola and just 
Have live out. Smile and shut the fuck up. It's, it's that last hour of our said. lives, man. Let's live it out Hell like yeah. it is our Hell last yeah. hour. What have you been up to as far as recently? I know you know you're a comedian. This guy does a spot on, spot on Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley's impression, dude. Let's hear it. My entire family is deaf. My mom, about that. Yeah. my dad, and my sister are all completely deaf. So growing up in a deaf family, I couldn't learn how to talk from my family. I learned how to talk by copying all the voices I heard on TV. And, um, and uh, people will get sensitive when I, when I tell them my family's deaf, which is kind of funny to me. They suddenly like, get really serious. But most people get serious. I did a show opening for Metallica. I'm the first stand-up comedian huh. to ever open for Metallica as their main support act. The drummer of Metallica introduces me to his band and says, Hey, man, this is Craig. This is the guy who does all the voices. And check this out. <laughs> his whole family's retarded. I go, they're not retarded. They're fucking deaf, dude. What are you telling me? He goes, dude, <laughs> deaf, retarded. His whole family's a bunch of retards. And, they're all, and I'm like, dude, you're fucking up my story. But most people will get sensitive when I tell them my family's deaf, which is funny to me because the most insensitive jokes I've ever heard were from deaf people. But uh, right. growing up in a deaf family, I couldn't learn how to talk for my family. I learned how to talk by copying all the voices I heard on TV. So, uh, and I never got an accent from the Bronx. And uh, I always say on stage that everybody in the Bronx sounds like Tracy Morgan. Everybody in the Bronx mm-hmm. talk like this. Whether you black or white, male or female, that's crazy. Hey, this is the voice of your next door neighbor, and I'm a Vietnamese girl. That's crazy. So everybody sounded like that. But growing up, I started mimicking everyone that I watched on TV, including my favorite rock stars. Best advice I ever got to do a Gene Simmons impression. A friend of mine, John Bianelli, who works for Aerosmith, told me, if you want to do a Gene Simmons impression, watch Benjamin Netanyahu. It's the same voice. If you listen to him, hi, this is Benjamin Netanyahu from Kiss. It's the same voice. So that's the simple introduction to learn how to do Gene Simmons. And on the Howard Stern Show, every time we'd have a music guest in the studio, I would constantly interrupt the music guest as Gene Simmons (laughs) and try to sell them (laughs) shitty Kiss products. And I did that. To everyone who came on the show. I've heard a lot of those bits, and they were hilarious. Yeah, what were you going to say? That that Gene was spot on. What do you think about that impersonation of Gene Simmons? That's pretty solid. All right, this next little clip we have, we Mike and I did an interview with this guy. His name's Chris Dunnett, and he's in an Iron Maiden tribute band called Power Slave. He... He handles all the Dave Murray guitar parts. Real cool dude. I met him right at the beginning. As soon as I got there, he's like probably like the first guy I met. Um, like I said, cool guy. And so here you go. Chris Dunnett from Power Slave, the Iron Maiden tribute band. Uh, all right, all right, all right. This is DJ Metal Mike of the Plug Podcast and ThatMetalStation.com. And we are here at the... Uh, Nashville Rock and Pod 2020, and with me today, we have a, a, a guest on the show. I guess you could say, um, Iron Maiden tribute band, right? Yes, Power Slave. Power Slave, the Iron Maiden Experience. The Iron Maiden Experience. All right, man. And uh, what's your name? And what uh, 
what uh, do you do with the band? I guess this is uh, Kristen A. I play lead guitar. I do all of Dave Murray's parts. Uh, that's nice. one thing we we try to be exclusive on is who does which player's parts. Uh-huh. We're pretty explicit. I strictly just do Dave's, and our other guitar player strictly does Adrian's. Uh-huh. So there's no crossover. We try to be as as authentic as possible. Okay, so um, do you guys kind of can. Um, concentrate on the bruce dickinson era of the band uh do you or do you throw in the diano stuff as well or uh, what's and i guess what is your favorite era of iron maiden we focus mostly on the bruce dickinson stuff uh mainly because our singer sounds just like bruce dickinson so it makes sense um he's not as big a fan of the diano but we do do a a few diano songs because you know, that was a, an integral part of Maiden's history. That's what right, kind of right. got them going. So it's kind of hard to totally ignore that. Oh, um, right. So we do a couple of the early songs off the first album, Killers, but we try to mostly do the Bruce Dickinson. But that's the majority of Iron Maiden's history anyway is the Bruce era. Well, that's true. I mean, that, you know, I, I love the, the Deano era, era as well as the Dickinson, but, you know, Blaze Bailey, eh, not so much. Yeah, I, I personally try to erase that from the history books. All right, I hear you, man. I hear you. So uh, where are you guys from? Are you from the area? Yeah, or? we're based out in Asheville here, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, all of us are seasoned musicians here. Uh, we've been together just over two years now, I think. But, you know, I don't know if that really counts with the pandemic because there's kind of like a year hiatus in there. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so how long has it been since you did? Now, you did play a set today, did you not? Uh, no, not today, but we did. Uh, we we played again starting at the beginning of the year. We did a local show January 5th. We've done some travel dates. We did uh, Huntsville, Louisville. We just played Kansas City, Missouri last weekend. We're back in Huntsville next weekend. Um, so things are starting to open up. We're, we're cool, playing Murfreesboro cool. here in September. Well, speaking of just a music fan, man, I like last week I got to see the Black Crows. I hadn't had been oh, to a sweet, live show sweet. in like forever, you know. And then, of course, we had all these uh, bands at the um, pre-party last night, which right. was a lot of fun. So yeah, I like, did play that last night. I played yeah, rare. that's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, what's your favorite Maiden album? Favorite if album? If I had to pick one album, probably Peace of Mind. Bro, yeah, mine too, man. and and, and yeah. the reason I kind of say that is because I there was a time back in the day where uh, when remember when cars had cassette players, I had one stuck in my cassette uh, thing for six months. I couldn't get it out, and so that's all I could listen to for six months. And fortunately, it was peace of mind, and I never got sick of it. That's so awesome. that would have that's to be awesome. the one. Yeah, it's it's my personal favorite. Well, it was the first Maiden album I bought with my own money. Before that, it was all my older brother's records or right. hand me downs. You know, so uh, that's why it's my personal favorite, man. But uh, yeah, uh, give me a typical set list that you guys are breaking out with. Any chestnuts? You're not breaking out with the Tame of Land or anything like that? No, but I was in a band that used to play that. I have played that before in a band. Uh, it's a great song. We, we've talked about maybe doing to Tame Land, but I, I don't think that will happen. It's just a little bit too obscure. We, we try to balance between, obviously, the, the ones everyone wants to hear and some deep cuts. Uh, I don't want to spoil the whole thing, but we obviously do all their, their popular ones. Um, we do the Clairvoyant. That's a little bit of a deeper track that okay. a lot of people like. Uh, we end the show with Running Free. Uh, which is you know deeper cut, so uh, and we're we're mixing things up too. There's talk about doing some other ones. Running free, the chant sing along version, you know the uh, live after death version. Um, no, we don't do that. Do you do the yo 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 yo? Th- that was actually that was actually Prowler. I think it was During Prowler. The version, I thought it back in the. I think it was Prowler. They did that on because I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm almost I'm almost positive that was Prowler, not Running Free. Have to fact check that. Yeah, because I have that on a B side. Drifter, yes, thank you. Yes, Drifter, see? The live version. Thank you, it was Drifter, yes, it was Drifter. Drifter, I knew it wasn't running free. Yeah, 
Yeah, Drifter. Yeah, because I have, I have that on a, a B-side 12-inch vinyl. So I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we don't do Drifter. We, we're actually doing Sanctuary for, for a little bit. But we actually dropped it because, like, musically, it's so close to the song Iron Maiden. And obviously we do that one because yeah. that's where Eddie comes out. We have an 8-foot Eddie. Really? Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Guy yeah. on stilts and the whole wall out. Oh, yeah, we do. We, we've we got the our visual own, and the audio. Yeah, we've got our own light show we bring in. Even if the club has lights, we've got effects, stage props, and all kinds of stuff. We try to, again, really replicate as much as possible. And we're always adding to it. That's that's awesome, man. Well, fuck, I'd love to see you sometime. Do you ever make your way to the St. Louis Metro East area? Well, actually, Let we just know. played Kansas City, and we tried to get something in St. Louis the night before, and just were striking out. There was just a, a scheduling thing. We couldn't yeah. get something. But there is talk of us doing St. Louis, so we definitely will hopefully awesome, be there. Awesome, awesome. Well, I know I asked you, we talked earlier, Rochester, New York? We'll probably get up that way, too, because there's talk about us playing New York, too. So, you know, it's weird because things are just now opening up, and some places are more receptive than others. Yeah. And we've got some booking agents interested, but a lot of places and people, they're just kind of waiting to see what everybody else does. So it's kind of a hurry-up-and-wait thing. Yeah. But, you know, if you got some, some tips on some good venues up there, they have yeah. a good stage set up. Well, I gave you my card. Yes. Yeah, stay yeah. in touch and help you get up there. Sure. Uh, what kind of guitar are you playing, and do you... Uh, Wear costumes look like the guys? Uh, I'm a Strat guy because I'm doing Dave Murray. So, again, okay. we try to be authentic. I, I really dial in his guitar tones with my setup and stuff. But, yeah, mostly uh, all, all Strat for me. It, we, we kind of dress to pay tribute to them. We don't really try to, to replicate their appearance only because none of us really look like the guys. Although our singer, if he puts on a vest and a beanie, he looks like old school Bruce. He really does okay. on stage. But... We've decided that we don't want to, you know, do wigs or anything like that. We didn't want it to be a novelty thing. We, but we do try to, you know, play the part stylistically, image-wise, and stuff. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. You know, you got we, a Vinnie we, Paul look going, so I don't think the, uh, you don't really. No, I, I get I get Vinnie Paul or Lemmy, especially when I wear a cowboy hat like I did last night. I was I always get Vinnie Paul or Lemmy. But you know, and I almost shaved the facial hair because of doing Dave Murray because he doesn't have facial hair, but. Outside of the band, this is something that's so recognizable as me. People remember me for yeah. this. I was afraid if I shave it, people aren't going to know who I am. So Cool. So the band is, again, Power Slave? Power Slave, the Iron Maiden experience. And people could find all your info. Uh, just Google Power Slave. The Power Iron Slave Band. Yeah. Uh, the Facebook page is Power Slave Band USA. Website is powerslaveband.com. Um, Any YouTube channel? With oh, yeah, videos? yeah. Yeah, if you, if you go to my personal YouTube channel, which is... Chris Denae Music. It's spelled C-H-R-I-S-D-U-N-N-E-T-T. -T. So it looks like done it, but it's yeah. Denae. Chris Denae Music uh, on YouTube. We have a whole playlist of videos, but there's also videos on our, our website, too. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, Chris. Well, uh, best of luck, Mike. Uh, any parting shots? Yeah, just one one last question. Sure. That's awesome you're doing this Iron Maiden tribute, but is there any other musical projects that you have going on besides that? Uh, me, personally, I do a lot of side fill-in stuff here and there. Um, I teach guitar lessons online, um, and I just released two online guitar courses. Uh, those right can be on. found at the, the DaoOfGuitar.com, T-A-O, like Dao, the way, Chinese term. Uh, the DaoOfGuitar.com, I have online guitar courses there, and I teach guitar online. Um, personally, I actually have, believe it or not, two albums of Latin flamenco world beat music. I used to tour as an instrumental acoustic guitar player. That's awesome. Uh, a lot. All so right, I still man. do cool. some of those gigs once in a while and All stuff. Right, cool. But. All right, man. Well, you know what, dude? Thanks for talking with yeah, us, Yeah, thanks man. for having me. And, uh, you know, take care of yourself in these trying times of COVID and stay metal. Absolutely. Always, man. Up the Always irons. Up the irons. Up the irons. Thanks, dude. All right, man. This next clip we're going to do is an interview uh, Metal Mike and I did with Pat Gasaldo.
He's the CEO and president of the Heavy Metal Hall of Fame. And coming up in September, they're doing a live stream in this year's inductees into the Metal Hall of Fame. Uh, people like Doc McGee, manager of KISS, Billa Coyne, Bruce Kulick, and Eric Carr covers the KISS era. Triumph, the Canadian band, Iron Maidens, past singers and artists, Paul Diano, Blaze Bailey, Derek Riggs, Marty Friedman, Striper, Mark Weiss. It goes on and on and on. But um, uh, this is a cool little interview. Uh, check this one out. Okay, right. here we go. This is DJ Metal Mike from the Plug Podcast and ThatMetalStation.com, and we are at the Rock and Pod 2021 Expo, and we have with us the founder of the Metal Hall of Fame and Drums and Disabilities, also known as Dad, Pat Gelswaldo. How's it going, Pat? How you doing? Oh, pretty good. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Doing great, man. Uh, so basically, you got this event. This is your fifth anniversary this year. Yes, sir. And a hell of a lineup here. Yeah. Now, these are people that are being inducted. Yep. Doc McGee, uh, the manager of KISS, and Motley Crue, and God knows how many other bands. Bruce Kulick, formerly of KISS, Eric Carr, uh, Bill, Bill O'Coin, posthumously, Paul Diano, nice. Uh, Blaze Bailey, Derek Riggs, the artist and the creator of Eddie. Uh, Triumph, great underrated band right there, by the way. Uh, Megadeth guitarist uh, Marty Friedman, legendary rock photographer Mark Weiss, uh, who's going to be inducted by D. Snyder. That's going to be fucking awesome. And then, of course, Striper, man. Awesome, awesome, man. I really want to say I think it's great that you're doing this because I detest the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And the reason why is because it's run by the enemy as far as I'm concerned. Rolling Stone, Jan Warner, those elitist fucks. Yeah, I said it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, yeah, so what you're doing is awesome. Keep doing it. And we're a big supporter of that at thatmetalstation.com and my uh, podcast. And with me is, of course, one of my DJs, and he has a podcast from his own, Metal Mayhem ROC. Say hello. Pat it is, right? Yes, it is. Well, welcome. Thanks for stopping. And Thank you. Um, to reiterate what Mike is saying, the lineup's fantastic. Right off the bat, how do you decide who is getting inducted into the Hall of Fame? Because you have Bla- Blaze Bailey has a short career with Iron Maiden, but then you have someone like Bill Coyne. Yep. What's the criteria? Well, the criterion actually is part fan. It's all about the fans. So the fans get to vote on our website, metalhalloffame.org, right? So they can go there and vote, which is a huge part in what we do. And then we have our own committee as well that then assembles that, and then we put that forward. But is the committee set up by their, like, is it by their peers? Because that's something that I noticed Paul Stanley said when they got inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He was just like, well, it's not like our peers, you know, he... You know, Paul knew, oh, well, they're the enemy. It's Rolling Stone. Is it, uh, is it people that are from the rock and metal computer? Oh, yeah. Community, like, you know, yeah, artists, Arzo, guys like artists managers, all 100% rock and metal. That's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. Well, that's great. And when is this event? September 12th? So September 12th, yep, September 12th. And it's going to be at volume.com slash metal hall of fame. That's the streaming site. And that'll be 3 p.m. Eastern. And then we're doing a little event before that as well in Jersey at the at the uh, Middletown Arts Center. So there'll be a little live event 
Uh, Eddie Trunk will be hosting it. J.J. French will be there as a book signing. Um, and then we're going to have the live stream at 3 p.m. Eastern. All right, great. Well, you know, uh, Pat, I appreciate you coming by and saying hello to us, man. But fortunately, we got Craig Gass here, man. That's it. on a schedule. Oh, he's got one question. Now, is this because of COVID? Is this just the streaming event? But normally it's a live a live event in Anaheim every year. It's the kickoff for the NAM show the night before. Okay, well, let's fast forward to next year when we want to go. Yeah. How do people get tickets? Is it metalhallfame.org? Just keep on, you know, look at the site and you'll see our inductees. And it's going to be January 19th, 2022, the Marriott Delta. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, very quick question. Yeah. Uh, let me get your four favorite heavy metal bands of all time. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. So you are. Uh, has to be first one, Deep Purple, for sure. Okay. Sabbath, of course. Uh, Maiden and Priest. You know what? Goddamn good list, man. We, we ask this question all the time. And <laughs> right. Can't, uh, can't really debate with that one. <laughs> all right. The Metal Hall of Fame live stream, September 12, 2021. Find it at volume.com backslash Metal Hall of Fame. Pat, thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. That's awesome. Yep. Thank you so Thanks much. for coming by, man. Stay metal, brother. This next clip is cool. Uh, I was late Saturday night around 8 o'clock. Festivities were dying down, and I was just, um, you know, catching my breath, hanging out at the bar, not cocktailing or anything, just, you know, chilling out. And I ended up meeting uh, the lead singer of the band, Steel City. Really cool guy, Mike Floro. Well, we ended up doing an interview, and then halfway through the interview, the drummer and the keyboard player, <laughs> Kamikaze, the interview, and they joined us. You know, we, we had a good time. As the interview concluded, the bass player, JC, invited me to go out with them to dinner. There's about seven or eight of them. They're meeting some friends at this restaurant, so we grabbed a couple Ubers, and we all went. And, you know, they turned out to be really cool guys. Uh, Mike's a solid guy. Derek, the drummer, he, he, he's cool. He actually played with uh, Great White, and he was telling me stories about, you know, just being on the road with them and whatnot. So, again, solid band. The band is Steel City. So take a peek at this. They're good guys. This is the Vernomatic. We're here live in Nashville, Tennessee for Rockin' Pod 2021. And I rounded up Mike Floros from Steel City. It's about 7 o'clock on a Saturday night. Things are dying down. And uh, Mike was having a few cocktails, so he decided to uh, step into the Metal Mayhem lounge, if you will, and tell us about his product and uh, shoot the shit. Mike, thanks for joining us. Oh, man, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Steel City, what's that all about? Steel City is a band that I started in 2018. Uh, we've got two albums out. The first album was Fortress. It had a different lineup. And the current album that we have out was released in March of 2020, right when COVID hit. Nice. Yeah! Great. great, Love it. Great timing. Great yeah. timing. Perfect timing. When do you want to release your album? Hey, when's that, when's that worldwide pandemic coming out? Then. That's when I want to do it. But it's called Mach 2, and it features an all-new lineup and, uh, you know, with uh, some really great players. Roy Cathy from Cold Sweat is our, uh, our lead singer. Jason Cornwell uh, from the Eric Martin Band. He's our, he's our bass player. Derek Pontier, formerly of uh, Jack Russell's Great White, is uh, behind the kit for us. Okay. And then last but not least, we have Tony Stahl from Dead Risen on keyboards. So if you were to describe your music, 
Yeah, it's it's very '80s hard rock. The, you know what I always tell people is if you if you liked, you know, Warrants, Winger, White Snake. If you liked a band that began with the letter W in the '80s, <laughs> you probably would like Steel City. Winger. Yeah, Winger, Europe. Those are like some of the big influences. Uh, even though I really grew up on '70s rock, it, everything I come out sounds sounds like it came from the 1980s. '70s rock, Ariel oh, yeah. Speedwagon rock, or like Triumph. Ted Nugent rock. Uh, more like Kiss, Queen, Bad Company, Fog Hat was a big influence yep. on me. Those guys, yeah. It's big Kiss fan, huge Queen fan. News of the World's one of my favorite albums of all time. Mm-hmm. So, wow, what's your favorite Kiss album? Oh gosh, tough one, but believe it or not, Revenge. Revenge, Revenge, Revenge. is solid. Yes. It, it, you know, I saw that show in Binghamton, New York oh. with the, the Statue of Liberty. And, I am uh, jealous. I did not see the Revenge Tour. It was, it was tour. a short oh, tour. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, that had Domino and um, Unholy. Spit. Uh, yeah, yeah, all no. the Gene songs were killer on that. As were the Paul ones, but the Gene songs were pretty badass on there. Now, didn't you Vinnie know, Vincent write on Unholy? I think he did. Yeah, yeah. And there was no Gene Simmons lyrics like, let me put my log in your fireplace <laughs> yeah. on Revenge. So yeah. right there, it just goes up like 10 notches. Yeah. So Steel City, um... COVID's over, yes. in air quotes. Uh, what brought you to Nashville for this, just to network the band, and did you perform at all? Yes, we did. Um, actually, what brought us here is we're managed by uh, one of the main sponsors, Brad Lee Entertainment. Okay. Uh, they reached out, and they said, hey, would you guys like to go to Nashville to do Rock and Pod? It'd be a great opportunity for you to network, press the flesh, and let's see. Rock and roll convention, Nashville, Yes. Cool. Yes. So that's that's how we got here. Uh, we did an acoustic performance a little earlier today, a uh, four, little four-song set, kind of like a teaser for our show tomorrow night. Uh, we're playing at a place called The End here in Nashville Okay. Uh, with some really great guys, uh, Native Sons, and another band called uh, Asphalt Valentine. Beautiful. So how's the day been for you? It's been really cool. You know, uh, it, we've got, we've made some great connections. We've made some new, we've, you know, we've made some new friends, and uh like a, the, the acoustic show that I did was actually the first time I've ever played acoustic guitar live, and really? we had a yeah. I've always been an electric guy, man, and you know when they asked us to do this, you know they said, "Would you like to do an acoustic set?" Sure, sure, we'll do it. And it was that day that I ended up ordering an acoustic guitar and just working it out, man. And it was a blast. We had a great time, and we seemed a pretty pretty warm welcome. So I think we did okay. Oh, would you? What songs did you play? All original? Any covers? No, no covers this time around. We do play some covers live usually on our electric set. Mm-hmm. Um, like we like to play the Mob Rules is one of our staples that we play live. Uh, Black Sabbathune. Yeah, yeah, I like oh, to. Oh yeah. As as our singer Roy Cathy always says, I like to refer to it more as a Ronnie James Dio song. It's not really Black Sabbath, but um, you know we we do that and we uh, play She Sells Sanctuary by the Colts. Okay. Uh, but we just did our originals this time. It's for a small set. It was four songs. Um, this is our drummer Derek Pontier, and oh, I see Derek, our keyboard. Grab a seat. I see our keyboard player Tony Stahl coming over with us. Oh, Tony, grab a seat. We're still doing this, huh? Yeah, yeah, we're still doing this. All right, come on in there. Uh, so my name's the Vernomatic. I have a live radio show and a podcast from Rochester, New York. And you guys ever been to Rochester? I have been to Syracuse. Okay. Not close to I, Rochester. I, you know, I think so. I think I have. I've been all over New York, played gigs there. Yeah, I think you, I've been to Rochester. I'm, yes, I think I have been to Rochester. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's been all over New York, a lot of gigs there and stuff. So, I was just there the other day for in Long Island a couple days ago. 
So we're talking Steel City. So again, um, uh, you're the drummer? Keyboard player. You're the drummer. Well, we'll start with the drummer. We do a fun segment on Metal Mayhem called uh, Mount Rushmore of Metal. (laughs) I'm going to need your uh, top four drummers. My top four that my top four influences just top four drummers. Oh God, Tommy Aldrich, Neil Peart, uh, of course the Apathy Brothers. I was a big; they were a big influence Why, on me. Here? Oh, well, yeah. no, because they were. I, the Realistic Rock book was my first book that Carmine had. Then I started cutting my teeth to Dio records. Okay, okay. Ozzy, you know Tommy Aldrich, big deal. Neil Peart, Steve Smith. I know I'm probably I could, I could name some of y'all. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, Those are, so you consider they're your influences oh, yeah. then? Oh, yeah. Big, big. Yeah, big. Just what, when I was a kid, yes. What about you and keyboards? Uh, John Lord, Derek Sherinian, Keith Emerson, Rick Wakeman. No Don Airy. Well, Don oh, Airy, no yeah. No Schnell. Claude Schnell, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Brett Tuggle. Yes, I know he is, yes. Yeah. Do you feel like you're being grilled for your influence at this particular point? That's all right. That's all right. So, uh, how did you, how did these, how did you guys all get to fit into this yeah, picture, yeah. right? Yeah, it's tough. It, being a keyboard player in this, you know, environment is tough because I'm like the only one. No, how did how did how did you meet them? I met this guy at Rock and Skull Festival in Pekin, Illinois, in 2017. Yep, that's right. And he asked me to play a keyboard solo on one of his, he was doing a cover. Yeah, it's a cover of uh, Vinnie Vincent's Back on the Streets. It's on our debut album. Oh, okay. Okay, from Vinnie's debut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge Vinnie Vincent fan. Uh, Love John Norum. John Norum's probably my favorite guitar player. So I figured what better way to pay tribute to both those guys than to do that song. Because they both, you know, they both did it. Fair enough, fair enough. And, uh, you know, so I tried to do like a little bit of riffage from Vinny and from John in the song and had Tony do an opening keyboard solo, you know, and he just, he nailed it, dude. How'd you guys meet? Nam show. Yeah, we were having like a lunch at the Marriott like in 2000 and what Nam was it? 2019? 2019. Yes, and we were having lunch in the Marriott. It was during a Nam thing, and sort of just chilling and rapping about music. And then I, we started. I hooked up with him in 2020. Yeah, um, uh, you know, we, <laughs> yeah. That, what it, ended up, and then COVID came. Yeah, what ended up happening is, you know, we had COVID. You know, kind of like killed everything. But we had a live stream for Monsters of Rock Cruise. They asked us to come on board to do that, and our keyboard player, this gentleman right here. And our drummer uh, at the time, uh, BJ Zampa, both of these guys were kind of locked into their, you know, respective states. Because, you know, your awesome governor was just really treating you guys like, he was treating you guys awesome at that time. Couldn't go anywhere, couldn't do anything. If not, you were banished to hell or at least Hoboken, New Jersey. But, um, so these guys couldn't make it. So we had to, you know, we had to find some subs. And this guy was, quote unquote, you know, he's a friend of the band. And we're like, hey, bro, you know, you got a killer resume. You played in Great White. Can you come hang? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we one one session with him, and we're like, you know, BJ's in docking, man. BJ's going to be a busy guy. This guy kicks ass. We love we love his playing, and we're like, he's a great fit for the band. So we just kind of, we just kind of, yeah. we just kind of, as <coughs> and plus, you know, when the singer says, "Hey, Mike, I really like that new drummer. He's pretty badass." Well, we got to fill in the heavy metal tree. So your guitarist PJ went to Dokken? No, BJ was our drummer and he is in Dokken. 
So he took over for Mick? Yes. So Steel City, where can we find your music? Uh, you can find it everywhere, man. Uh, you know, we're on every streaming platform known to man. Uh, and, you know, and, and everybody and their dog. You know, if you, uh, if you want to listen to us, we're on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, www.steelcityband.com. You can right on the top of our, right on the, uh, the splash page on our, our, our website, you can just click on anything and you can find it there. The music, the website, uh, the, the socials, all that stuff. Steel City here, Metal Mayhem ROC. Sexual chocolate. There you have Steel City. New album, Mach 2, came out about a year ago. You can find it, like they said, on all the streaming platforms. We're going to take one more break, and when we come back, we're going to end the show with Kevin B. Klein. He's from Detroit. He relocated to Nashville, and he has a couple rock and roll albums out. Had a chance to catch up with him. He's a real cool guy. I'm the Vernomatic. This is Metal Mayhem ROC with a rock and pod recap. Attention, metalheads. We all want to return to concert venues soon. Introducing Metal Mayhem ROC Metal Forever Freedom X Sanitizer. This sanitizer product is water and foam based, manufactured with proprietary HYIQ solution. That's right, no alcohol, but more effective. Manufactured following FDA sanitizer monograph guidelines. It applies smooth without irritating the skin. Safe for all ages. Keep your friends and family safe with Metal Mayhem ROC's own sanitizer. Visit Metal Mayhem roc.com or metalforever.com to order your bottles now use promo code metal at the freedom x checkout store for a show discount now now back to metal mayhem roc guest is a gentleman, a musician that we met while uh, we were down at the uh, Rockin' Pod. It's my honor to speak again with Kevin B. Klein. Kevin, welcome to Metal Mayhem ROC. Hey, man. Thanks for having me back again. I appreciate it. Of course. It was great. What a, what a weekend this Rockin' Pod was. Meeting people from all over the country, major recording artists, major authors, podcasters, broadcasters, and aspiring young musicians like yourself. Man, I'll tell you, it was everybody was so super nice. I got to see some of my heroes in rock and roll. I get to meet cool people like you. I mean, it was a win-win all the way across the board and so much to do in between. So let me set the table. We were in the conference room where all the podcasting and broadcasting units were set up and everyone's conducting interviews and kevin and nicole his publicist manager if you will came up sort of a cold call walked right up to our table our booth introduced themselves and we were able to sit them down and uh, do an impromptu interview so unfortunately the original interview we did 
uh, operator error, we lost some of the uh, audio. So I invited Kevin back on to give us a quick rundown about his product, how he got into rock and roll, and tell us about his uh, new album, They Call It Rock and Roll. Okay, so so my wife was my main inspiration for me getting back into my music and stuff. She uh, she booked the uh, Rockin' Pod for me, and she books a lot of my shows. We work together as a dynamic duo. She's uh, probably my greatest fan. She's my best friend, and uh, we're in this together. So I recorded a demo. I went down to Nashville. I met up with a great guitar player who ended up being my producer. His name is Dave Baker. And um, Dave produced my first album, and it's called Good Day to Be Alive. It worked out really good. One of my songs on that album, which is called Shake Shake, had made it on to Sirius XM on Channel 21, Little Steven's Underground Garage on Goldie's Garage. So I was really super proud of that. I did a lot of, lot of radio in Michigan and all over the place. I actually did... I even did a um, a college radio tour and went all over the East Coast with my CD, and I promoted it like nobody's business, you know. And um, you know, music is is my super passion. Then after uh, that album, it took me seven years to pull together my second album, which is that I recently dropped in March sixth of twenty twenty. It's called They Call It Rock and Roll. That album made the independent federal Indian music charts. So I made it to number one twice. I made it to number three and number five with that album. Um, I've done so many things in between that. Like we discussed at Rock and Pod, I played at Walter Reed. It's um, the medical hospital for our wounded warriors. I played there out of request through our military, and I also played for the 2015 National Guard Conference for 8,000 of our guardsmen and women at the Gaylord in Nashville. So I've done some really cool, um, you know, national stuff with my music, and I just push it really hard, and it's like I, I really, really strive for my radio time. For me and any other artist that's out there, one thing I always tell people is get your music on the radio. I don't care if it's mainstream radio, if it's a podcast, if it's public TV, wherever it is, you want to get heard. It's very difficult these days if you don't have a lot of money. You mentioned that you you uh, had success with Sirius Satellite Radio. How did you crack into that rotation? Um, you know, I the, the only uh, thing that I can blame for me getting on there is my uh, persistence in my music because what I ended up doing is I ended up um, emailing some of my music out to Sirius XM and they loved it. And, you know, they, they picked a tune to play and – I mean, I built a relationship with them, you know, afterwards. And my second album, they dug it too. They were like, hey, send us some more of those great tunes. And uh, Jenya Raven from uh, from Goldie's Garage, she, she asked me, she was like, she, she got to send me some more of the Kevin B. Klein music. She was like uh, that I was a really, really great lyricist. She thought that my music was like lyrical genius. And I, I was like, wow, I'm like, that's pretty amazing, <laughs> you know. And, um, you know, it's just what, what a great honor for a songwriter because I write all of my music, you know, and um, in the last album I produced it myself. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's the greatest thing in the world and, you know, I'm chasing my dreams and I'm pushing as hard as I can, man. Like I said, music is my greatest passion in the world. Let me ask you part of the fun 
of our first interview was you shared with me that you made it up to my hometown of Rochester, New York, and you have a connection with the House of Guitars up here. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, yeah, you asked me um, like how I found out about the House of Guitars. Well, it's it's the legendary House of Guitars, and I have a lot of fans around the area, and my fans requested me to come out to play out there. They wanted to see me, and um, I ended up uh, calling up the House of Guitars, and I asked them, I said, hey, man, what will it take to get me uh, into your place to play a show or two, you know? And I met Bruce and Armand. You know, I, I got to be really, really great friends with them, and they invite me to every single record store day since I met them, and that's been a few years already. It's like five years. And they always invite me to come back out to play, and I love it. I love Rochester. It's awesome. The House of Guitars is just so great. I probably got more House of Guitars shirts uh, in my house than probably anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, Kevin, where can people find your music and share your socials? If people want to um, check out all my music, they can go to my website, which is KevinBKlein.com. And Klein is K-L-E-I-N. So I'm the only Kevin B. Klein on the internet. And if they go to my music store page on my website, they can listen to all my music for free. The album, they call it rock and roll, Kevin B. Klein. And this is the second release, the first one. What was the title on that one again? The first release is called Good Day to Be Alive. <laughs> All right. I like the uh, optimism. So, <laughs> All right, Kevin. Well, uh, thanks for uh, reconnecting with me. We'll keep an eye out for you at the Great Great House of Guitars and any other stops up in Rochester. Absolutely. Uh, the next time I go out there, I'll give you guys a shout out and stuff, and hopefully we can meet up, maybe have a couple beers or something. That'd be awesome. Uh, that sounds good. Thanks, my man. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Okay. Have a good night, man. See ya. Take care. There you have Kevin B. Klein. Again, from Detroit. Recorded some albums down in Nashville. And he's just following his dreams and giving in to his passion. Great dude. As well as everyone else we met over the weekend locals, uh, people from all over the country. I can't emphasize enough. It truly was uh, one of the best things I've done in years. Looking forward to 2022 already, and, you know, that's why we do this. So um, enjoy the show, and we will be back next week with new original programming. Again, go to the MetalMayhemROC.com website for past episodes, and as always, stay safe and keep it heavy. Metal for Life. Thanks for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our websites at MetalMayhemROC.com and MetalForever.com for information on upcoming concerts, podcasts, archives, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. Catch us next time on WLFE TV Radio. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.